Welcome to the Clinical Research Coach Podcast. I'm your host, Leanne Wolke. In this podcast, we bridge conversations between industry, thought leaders, and patients. Utilizing a unique perspective, integrating years of coaching with Tony Robbins, coupled with scientific and industry experience. We have vulnerable and real conversations with the goal of impacting the industry in meaningful ways. In this episode, we speak with Kelsey Brown. Kelsey is the Director of Medical Writing at TransPerfect. In this episode, she talks with us about the importance of health literacy, and she shares practical tips to ensure you're able to reach your intended audience. Enjoy. So Kelsey, why does health literacy matter? Yeah, so, um, you know, communication, it's our most powerful tool. So you really forget how much that weighs in terms of language. So if you think about any relationship, let's say between patients and the pharmaceutical companies or patients and medical device companies, it's like any other relationship. So what's the most important aspect? Um, trust, loyalty, I think really communication though, you need communication to convey the trust, loyalty, and all those other aspects. So I think having integrating plain language in that case is really vital to make sure that messages are being carried across correctly. Um, and ultimately, we we are all patients. So, you know, we're writing for patients, but we're also all patients. You know, we're all going to be, you know, aging. You know, we are all aging, um, you know, <laughs> unfortunately. But, Thanks for that um, reminder, Kelsey. <laughs> Um, and yeah, and, you know, we're all going to end up with some sort of ailment at some point, whether, you know, half of people get cancer. Um, you know, most people will will end up with some sort of condition at some point where we'll need, uh, you know, information conveyed to us and we'll need to ask questions about our health and things like that to, to clinicians. So um, just remembering that we're all patients at the end of the day and we're communicating that uh, accordingly. So um, some, you know, general plain language principles that we can keep in mind, I think um, some of those may include things like let's see, like things like phrasing, um, things like terminology. So for instance, if you're looking at terminology that you might be using uh, in any sort of patient-facing material, think about the the terms that you're using, things like, let's not use hypertension, let's use high blood pressure. Yes. Um, yeah. Yes. Like, <laughs> I can't tell you no... how many times I've seen things, um, even on patient recruitment sites where it's lists your, your condition. It doesn't even say condition. I think it says the indication. Yes. And a patient might not know that that means, what do you have? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And what even is an indication? So mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. So just avoiding all of that jargon, it's really unnecessary. Let's just use terms that, you know, everyone can, can understand and digest. Um, and of course, if there are terms that you do need to use where they might be some sort of technical jargon, if, at least use them with a definition beside them. So start out with the lay definition, and then in brackets, you might say hypertension in that case. So high blood pressure, i.e. hypertension. So that's just one example. And that's um, a great example because you're also educating them like, hey, if you see this, it means this. Exactly. And a lot of times too, I think like if you're looking at this from the perspective of, let's say a patient has a lifelong condition or they're going to be working through a condition for at least the immediate future, let's educate them as we're going through this content because they're just going to see those technical terminologies over and over again. So um, you can use the opportunity for sure. Um, you know, another principle might be things like like tone. So um, I think understanding sort of the the tone of of the you know discussion. So things like you know, let's empower our our language. Let's empower our audience so that 
Um, we're not using like fear-based kind of condescending tones or anything like that. Let's empower them to make decisions about their health and show them that they have options available to them. Um, and it's their choice. They get to decide what they want to do with their health and their health care. Um, There's something about that, that I have to, inter- I have to interject here. So yeah, yeah. I, uh, I'm a trainer for Tony Robbins. I was a coach for Tony for a while. Um, and one of the things he talks about is that we create our own world through language. Love so that. the words that we choose are so powerful and there's transformational vocabulary. Are you angry or are you just a little peeved? And however you speak, something is how someone's going to feel. Uh, and that's where you talk about giving someone some empowering, empowering them to make decisions, empowering them to know that they have a choice, even to participate in a trial or not. It, it puts them in charge. It gives them um, their own volition to, to make an informed decision about something, whether they do it or don't, at least they understand. So I love, love, love that. Yeah. Oh, that's great. Yep. Exactly. Exactly. All right. Um, yeah. And some other examples of other types of principles we can integrate um, imagery. So, you know, 60% of people they say are visual learners. I am amongst those for sure. I always need some sort of visual to accompany uh, text I'm reading, or I'll even make a visual as I'm, cre- or, you know, reading through a document. Um, images are huge. They're very powerful. Um, they can be used to convey any sort of main message that's being given, or they can make really complicated messages easy to understand. So, um, creating sort of like diagrams or tables, anything like that, that's always really helpful um, if it's used correctly. So I'd say, you know, use imagery where where needed, but don't overuse them and make sure there's a point. So um, that's always really helpful. I would say too, though, make sure, you know, when the images are used, you're not creating anything that's like biased or promotional. I think sometimes there's sort of a line you need to make sure you're you're towing because, or at least staying on the, the better side of the line. So things like if you use cartoons or things like that for, you know, children's materials, just keep in mind that we don't want this to be promotional. We want to make sure that the cartoons are maybe um, characters in a story telling something about healthcare or, you know, clinical trial, things like that. But um, it's not going to have any sort of biased promotional sense to them. And that it's congruent too. Mm-hmm. So if you've got somebody with... Um... A very serious condition, a cartoon might be seen from the patient's perspective as trivializing it. Exactly. Exactly. And that goes back to what you were saying about really looking at it from the patient's point of view. Yep, exactly. Um, I think that was that was it. <laughs> the other principles. Wow, there's um there's so much more to this than you know, I think I even realized. And uh And I appreciate you, you know, breaking it down and and making it um, understandable. So I noticed as you were speaking, you even gave, you know, it's kind of like this or gave me other examples. And that's, I think, integrating some of those same principles into health literacy can really make it so that someone who's not familiar with the information understands it. We're all experts in our own field. Um, You know, I certainly don't want to be the one building an aircraft and I don't want the aircraft mechanic prescribing my medication. So if we look at it, that we're all experts and have that place of appreciation for one another, then we're really able to say, hey, how do we connect our worlds? Because we really all need each other in different capacities. Yeah, very well said. (laughs) All right. Thank you so much, Kelsey. It is an honor and a pleasure 
and uh, appreciate you coming on. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of The Clinical Research Coach. If you enjoyed this episode, I'd love it if you'd subscribe and leave a rating and a review. I truly hope that you got something out of this episode that can help us all work towards our goal of making a meaningful difference in the lives of others.